Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast, a podcast for women who want to rewild and reconnect with the soul of life. This podcast is a pure blend of sacred and science, where we tap into rhythm and the truth of our inner and outer worlds, to live in deep coherence with your body, mind, and soul so that you feel vibrant, aligned, and alive from the inside out. Reclaiming aspects of yourself that have been lost along the way taking you into a deep dive into vitality, balance, and connection with your true self. The you that exists beyond the roles, the money, and even the beautiful bones and body that you live in. Thanks for joining me on the journey. My name is Julie, and I am your resident soul midwife. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about the difference between self-sourcing and outsourcing, and how to step deeper into self-sourcing to find your own source of nourishment. So this episode, this conversation is really going to be me giving definitely some information, as always, and also me asking, I guess as always, quite a lot of questions of self-reflection. So I hope that you enter this episode with some curiosity right? Because this is all about you. So part of this rewilding process is really about returning home, right? It's coming back to that true self. And one aspect about coming back to your true self, and just even play with that, like what is what is the true self to you, right? Coming back to your true self is stepping into deeper alignment with self-sourcing and finding what nourishes you and what nourishes you is going to be very different probably probably there's a lot of commonalities but probably there's a lot of difference in what nourishes me so i want you to start just to kind of tap into the body tap into the sensations inside of your body or even just notice the thoughts that come into your head When I say, what does it feel like to self-source? Does that elicit confusion? Like, I don't even know what she means. Does that feel, how does that feel to you? What What thoughts come through? And what really comes up for you? When I say, what does it feel like to self source? Do you have any connection or relationship with this word? the essence of this word. And then I'd like to ask you, what does it feel like to outsource? So to me, self-sourcing feels really full. Whereas outsourcing feels like I'm filling. So let me go a little bit deeper into that. When I self-source, it fills me up inside. Perhaps something is triggered inside of me on this journey. Perhaps some sort of a wound comes up or some sort of a habit is recognized or a brain, like a thought, a story comes alive inside of us. We have this all the time, whether or not or how conscious you are of this, you know, that's <clears throat> that's your journey, right? probably many times throughout your day if you're feeling uh, more present in your body, 
there will be stories, there will be thoughts, possibly habits, especially in relationship to other people, maybe in relationship to your work or your partner, or your kids or whatever that is, where something is triggered. And oftentimes when something is triggered, perhaps it's just like, I don't know, maybe nothing even triggers it. That often happens for me. It's just like, here I am. I am going into the weeds, as somebody might see, or I'm going, I, I often say I'm going down into the darkness, right? I can feel it being opened up and like this void is pulling me down. Okay, so the void is here. Now, 15, 20 years ago, what do I do with a void? And still to this day sometime. What do I do with this void? This void is here. Ah, I eat. I eat to try and fill the void. I outsource to fill the void. I, what else do I do? Oh, I numb out. Numb out. Maybe I watch Netflix. But not because I'm like really excited about the show. It's just like I just want to get out of my body. I want to fill this void, right? So that is like outsourcing. Something is happening and I outsource to try and fill it. When I self-source, self-sourcing feels full inside. So it's like you go into that void, into that place, and you feel it. And then naturally for me, what begins to happen? It's different every time. Maybe I recognize a story that's going on and maybe I'll write it down and really do some dialogue with that voice inside myself. So like bring full honesty to the situation, full honesty to myself about why I'm doing something. Full honesty about why I reacted a certain way in a partnership. Why a certain parent triggered me in a certain way. And then I bring love to it. That is filling. It takes a while to get there, though. I don't always have love to give it, right? Meaning sometimes it just feels really dark and like I wish that part of me wasn't there. Maybe I'll give an example here. Okay, so something that has been coming up. I'm just going to use my own example. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to use clients' examples today. So something that's been coming up for me is my kind of my slow, slower pace in life. So part of my returning home has really been recognizing that although I can move very fast in this world and I am very uh, efficient, I've always been the person that could literally like get a test done in half the amount of time, get a school project done in half the amount of time. I always get work done when I when I used to work outside of that um like not work for myself when I was, you know, 20s, I would always get it done faster. I would, I just have a lot of focus. And also, if you know anything about human design, I am what you call a projector. And one of uh, this amazing things about projectors is we are, we have lightning ability for focus and to just penetrate a situation, right? So that's great. And one of the other aspects of me is I'm quite slow and the reality of me is that I need quite a lot of space and time. 
Like I feel quite a lot of pressure when there's too many things on my plate. I used to just put everything on my plate and just do it and just ignore my body all the time. And it got me to a place of so much out of balance that my body was screaming at me and I had to address it, right? And so now the choice way back when and my own path of rewilding was that I wasn't going to do that anymore. And so I know this about myself, but lately I've been really not feeling great about it. It's opened up this big kind of void feeling of just like, and in the void comes up all of the thoughts of uh, not good enough compared to others, comparing myself to other people or yeah, worth, I guess could come up and does come up the worth aspect um, because I don't, I am not committed to pushing. So it's like, I know what's good. For, I know what is in the best alignment to me and what keeps my body and mind and spirit in homeostasis. But lately there's been like some bringing up of old thoughts around it and also cultural thoughts, right? The culture definitely doesn't value people who slow down and like honor themselves and their own energy. And sometimes I'm like, well, why can't I just be a go-go energizer bunny like everyone else, right? So that thought will come up and then maybe the tendency to want to numb. So like watch Netflix and that will come in, right? So what happens if you feel full and you self-source in that situation? Self-sourcing to me is the recognition of like, here I am, here's what's here for me. Here's this void or here's the situation. And now I'm gonna know myself. So I'm gonna ask myself like, what's going on? Where are these thoughts? Where are they coming from? Are they mine? Were they given to me by my culture, by my family? where are these coming from and then to feel really curious about it so kind of just step out of like this is happening to me but like this is happening with me or for me and then to step into some empowerment around it so self-sourcing to me is then using the tools that I've I've culminated over life so using journaling using breath work using like getting high on my own supply kind of shifting my mental and biochemical state um journaling which is like getting to shifting my perspective by getting to the truth because if i journal enough and i ask myself enough questions and then i answer them so i'll ask myself a question and then i'll answer the question from this deeply embodied place like from my heart center then i actually get to the truth and sometimes it will take a while and sometimes it's very quickly or i'll talk to myself out loud or i'll paint or something like this it's like okay, I am not going to step outside of my body right now to like get fill, to fill, but I'm going to feel full. And so feeling full means getting to the truth of me, coming back to what actually nourishes me. And it doesn't always mean that I go alone. So self-sourcing to me doesn't mean you always do it by yourself. I mostly do it by myself because that I know myself really well and I also know when I need someone <laughs> so I don't always do it alone and I have a really amazing partner that is uh, kind of a guide for me right so I definitely am not going it alone however 
for those of you that are hearing this and thinking, well, self-sourcing just means like it's a kind of self-sacrifice maybe it might be coming up. So I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying that you might need somebody and you'll know who's going to support you and support your own knowing as in like your deep knowing in like your body, not your head and your ego, rather than tell you what to do. So self-sourcing when you're finding a guide means finding someone who wants to walk along the path with you and can just really reflect back to you what's going on. They can see patterns, right? So like when I work with clients, I can see patterns and I'll name the pattern, but it's really up to the person to then take that pattern and shift it into something else. Perhaps they ask for ideas. Perhaps they ask for stories. But self-sourcing doesn't mean you always have to go it alone. But it does mean that you feel full afterwards. That you feel like greater wholeness. Ah, oh, that's what you feel. You feel like more whole. Like more pieces of you. You've understood yourself. You're coming closer to that true self. To that home. To what nourishes you. Because most of the time Netflix isn't going to nourish you. Taco Bell isn't going to nourish you. Or whatever food that you use. Those aren't things that are really going to 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 help you feel full they're just going to fill that void and we all know that it doesn't last long the the void is still there and maybe it gets a little quieter for a while until the next time it's triggered but self-sourcing means you really feel full inside one thing that i see though all around us and have been a party of my own self in life for sure is searching for answers out there. Especially when I'm in the weeds or get really spinny, I can even do this now. I will notice myself doing it. And I'm, I know, I'm like, I'm not going to find the answer here. I'll hear the voice in my head. But I see this a, a lot, right? We search for answers out there from somebody who has a degree, from somebody who has all the answers or a program or a book that's going to get us. And maybe it is a piece of our journey. Maybe that is the truth. And I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying for answers out there are all wrong, but what I'm saying is when when we're just like, okay, I want to fix this part of me, and so I'm going to go, and I'm going to find this book, and then I'm going to do what the book says, and then I'm going to probably feel better for a little bit, but then I'm not going to, then I'm not going to, because really what happened is you're trying to fix yourself rather than know yourself, rather than to feel yourself in full and come back into wholeness. And to come back into wholeness we don't need to make parts of us wrong. We just need to see how we got there. And then we need to give it really love. Like, oh, I get why I'm trying to control this situation. Oh, it's because of the, you know this or this or this. And like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like I can give love to that habit pattern and now I don't need it anymore. Now I can drop it. And some of those go really quickly and some of them not so much. Some of them are, they come around again and again, right? But when we search for answers out there from some expert, someone who has a degree, which really, what is a degree? It's often a curated bit of piece of paper that has often outdated information that is very fragmented, right? Look at most of medicine. Not that I don't, I love doctors. I think they're, many of them are amazing. I think they're bound in a system that sucks and an educational system also that it's not really supporting them. Like 
going to be an OBGYN and getting one class ever on nutrition just seems weird to me. Like, and, and I could go on and on, but we're often given like this fragmented bit of information because we're going to be an expert on this one thing. So we get a degree and then somebody goes to them and they get that fragmented information. Well, we're not fragmented bits of information. We are whole humans. In order to feel full, we need to be a whole human. In order to be a whole human, we need to self-source. So going to someone who is not on their own journey, who does not understand, okay, let's keep going. I mean, I am a midwife, so we're going to keep, I always go with like the hormone stuff. We're going because we have, uh, I don't know, we have headaches and the headache is caused by a lack of progesterone. So we're going to put you on progesterone. Well, why do you have a lack of progesterone? Is it because you have a whole lot of stress? Okay, well, what are we going to do for the stress? Because if we just put you on the progesterone, we're not really solving, right? So we're not solving the root. We're never solving the root. We're never feeling full. We're just going to fill it. We're just going to numb it. We're just going to, you know, we're not going to really address all the other stuff because we don't really know. Most people don't really know. Because it takes a lot of curiosity and it takes people to slow down and it takes a lot of learning. Like, I literally, and, and to, you know, going along the doctor thing, those poor docs, like, they work their butts off, and they went to school forever, and they don't, and they have families, and they don't always have the time. Like, I spend probably four to six hours every week doing classes and learning new things and exploring this bit of information and exploring if that other bit of information was even true and, like, finding information out. They don't always have that time, Right? And it's also part of my nature, part of my personality is that I just love to learn. Like I just love to learn. So when we look outside ourselves for the answers from somebody who is fragmented and giving us fragmented pieces of information, we're going to get that fill feeling that goes away really quick and then opens up another void rather than feeling full and becoming greater into that wholeness, not returning home. So to self-source is to source the power within yourself, to trust yourself and allow that space and time to be available for the whole of you. And when you self-source, you get to know your heck yeses and your hell noes. You're going to know deeper. You're going to know what food you need. You're going to know what rest and nourishment you need. It might take a while. It might not be just like instantaneous, you know, depends how far out of that you are. And believe me, I was way far out of it. When I first started on my journey, I literally, my husband would say, what do you need? And I would say, I have no idea. I have no idea what I need right now. I really, really, truly had no idea. Like that, that concept was so foreign to me. I didn't know what food or nourishment or any of it I needed. I really, truly didn't because it was just living all the time for others so much that I had lost any sense of balance with myself or any sort of relationship with my true self because I had thought I have to be this person. I have to look like this. I have to wear this mask, be the good girl, be the super mom, be the everything that I thought was good, right? And led me to this place of not really being who I was and accepting the whole of me fragmenting parts of me oh that anger part that can come that's not good we're not we're just going to tuck that away oh sometimes I can feel 
Oh, jealousy. Oh, I'm going to put that away. Not going to feel those things. Not going to be those things. Not going to express those things. Oh, sometimes I can get bitter with all the amount of work I do, but I love my work, so I should just put that away. Right? All of this sort of things. When you feel self-source, however, you will feel powerful in a whole new way that's alive. <coughs> Excuse me. And connected. And you will feel alive. You're not always going to feel good. But you're going to feel alive. So I'm going to say that again. You're not always going to feel good because I think some people think, well, if I feel alive, I feel good. I feel vibrant. I feel, and I would say, no, I don't always feel good, but I still feel alive because I'm alive showing up to that void, up to that anger, up to that. And then there's curiosity behind it. Like yesterday I had, a, actually, funnily enough, I had a whole lot of rage yesterday. I was like, oh my God, I had so much rage yesterday that was coming, coursing through me. I took a nice run. I was like, what do I need? I need to run it out. I'm gonna run. Not that I was running away from it. I was not running away from it. I was running with it. So I was running and I was feeling it. It was coursing through me and it was hitting the pavement with every step. And then I came home and I was like, oh, I have to work. My brain said, I have to work. I have to work. I have to get this done. I have this launch happening. I have to. And you know what I did instead? I listened to the self-sourcing and I sat on my floor in my office and I cried because that's what I needed to do. I needed to express those feelings. I don't even have stories about why I was feeling the rage or why that happened. But after the tears, the really big tears, it was like it was felt and seen. Somebody felt and saw it and it passed. It just went. And then I felt the whole way I felt alive. Rather than being like, I'm so angry. I'm going to stuff it down all day. I'm going to try not to be snappy with my kids. I'm going to try not to be snappy with my husband. I'm going to push through and get the work done. It's probably going to be shit anyways because I'm not really connected to it. So who am I really serving? And one of my things in service is like, I'm only going to show up when I'm able to serve. Like I'm not going to just show up to sell something. I have to believe it and I have to embody it and I have to be it or else I don't want to do it. That was also part of my commitment. And so you're not always going to feel good, but you are going to feel alive. And there's a sense of power and gratitude behind that. There's a huge sense of power and gratitude behind that. Even when you are feeling so cruddy, but you're still self-sourcing, you're still being with that space and feeling full in it or, or seeing the fullness that's possible and moving towards that by giving yourself love and compassion. It's epic. And then you know yourself more and you move through life. And then you know what helps you and then you know your needs. And then you know like when you see something that maybe somebody is selling and you just know, you're just like, I need that. Not because you're outsourcing, like I need that to feel better, but you just know that that is a thing that's gonna help you along your path. That it's not going to fix you, but it's a piece that you need. Hopefully you feel the difference of what I'm saying here between I'm going to buy this program or get with this coach because she's going to fix me. I've done that once early, early in my like um, after I stopped midwifing and stepped into soul midwifery. It, there was a transition, obviously an economic transition, right? I didn't even really know what soul midwifery was. I literally just heard it from 
drop out of the sky from the divine on a beach one day. And I felt it all over my body and knew that's what it was. But I didn't know really in my head what that was. So I'm on this journey and pieces are coming together. And there's a coach and she's selling intuition and she's selling make $10,000 with your intuition. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what I want. And what I wanted was the $10,000 and the, the probably this get quick idea, right? I was filling. I wasn't really listening to my intuition about her. I was just like being sold to and kind of duped really. So I think I did two of the like 10 weeks or something, eight weeks. And I knew, I knew that it wasn't for me. I knew that it was really about emotional manipulation and I'm not interested in that. And so I stopped doing that course, right? Rather than knowing, like somebody told me this morning uh, of the, the shift program that I did the last time she did it, when she saw the email, she just like, I don't even know if I read the words. I just knew that I needed to do it and I just bought it right away. Not because she thought I was going to fix her, but because she knew that it was part of her journey. And if you think I don't know, though, I don't really know. I get that. I've been there. And so I often feel like we do know. Even if you think you don't know, you do know. Because if you do that pro-con thing, and you're, it means you're kind of trying to convince yourself into one way or the other. If you really just sit, you'll know it's either a heck yes. And if it's not a heck yes, it means it's a no. And you're trying to convince yourself to be a yes. That's how I feel anyways. That's what my experience in life has been. When it's not a heck yes, it often means it's like, well, it, maybe it's going to be this and it says that and I'm just going to, I'm trying to convince myself into the yes. I also know that sometimes like, say I was invited out, I'm also kind of an introvert. So I also know my own tendencies to like be like, oh no. But then on the flip side, I also know my tendencies to want to please people so say yes so so what I'm saying is getting out of the mind and getting into the body the body knows the heck yes or hell no it's literally like my body feels pulled or repelled so pulled into the heck yes or repelled into that heck no being self-sourced there's a level of self-responsibility so we have that wound or whatever is being, whatever is coming up, but we didn't often cause the wound, right? And then what we do with it, however, is our responsibility. So we can allow that wound that was created, that story, like let's go with anger. Anger wasn't an emotion I was really allowed to have as a child. Like it wasn't one that was really we weren't allowed to be angry, basically, as especially kids. You weren't allowed to be angry. My parents were allowed to be angry. I wasn't allowed to be angry. I wasn't allowed to talk back. I wasn't allowed to be angry. I was only allowed to have good emotions, right? So that caused a wounding. It caused a separation, a fragmentation of my relationship with anger, which anger to me is often a boundary. Often I feel angry when some sort of boundary is crossed. So I didn't cause that wounding around anger, right? I can point my finger for that one to my parents, but it doesn't even matter. Like they just did what they thought was best. They really did. But what I do with that wounding is my responsibility. I can allow it to cause deeper dysregulation. So I can cause it to 
like push the anger and not come into alignment and not be in truth. Or I can allow it to shift myself. To shift me into a reclamation of the anger. And to know, because when I was first reclaiming anger, it did mean it came out at others. It kind of went the other way for a little while. And I owned it, you know. And recognized it. And then I was like, okay, I need to find an outlet for this emotion. And then I need to sit with that emotion and see where it's coming from. And like I said, one of the things I found is I feel angry often when boundaries are crossed. And so it's helped me be a more boundaried person. Yesterday, no boundaries were crossed. I literally just felt anger. I felt so much anger yesterday. Um, and it might have been, I, I don't know. I had a very full weekend. I taught two classes, which is a lot in a weekend for me. It might have just felt like burnout and it made me feel a little angry. It might have been that. I don't really know. I don't really care. I ran. I cried. And it all shifted. So being self-source often means that we tap a little bit more into that intuition or into our heart space. So to me, intuition is like gut and, and heart space is more like soul. Both of those places will lead the way. In terms of like biochemicals, our stomach has its own nervous system, the enteric nervous system. And it's here that we're going to feel those butterflies, those dread and that internal guidance system. And our heart, and this may be a little, you may or may not resonate with this, but in our heart space is where we can hear that soul voice. If we have our nervous system regulated enough, we will be able to feel and hear that soft, quiet voice of the soul, of the knowing the deeper, deeper knowing beyond the human. And when we tap into one of those inner guidance systems, if we're, if we're struggling for a with a decision and we, self, we outsource like what it's going to be and we maybe we make those pro and con lists, we're just struggling. We're just getting in our own way. We're just trying to convince ourselves. So tapping back into that intuition, it has that, in the gut it has a feel a voice a sound you're probably going to feel it in your stomach right so what if you ask that part of you for guidance often and what if you trusted it more how likely would it shift you into deeper self-sourcing what new stories and experience are going to be created by shifting into a deeper alignment with that internal guidance system there's a reason why we have it there's a reason why we have our head it's really great at numbers and planning, but I, I don't know. It's really great at a lot of things, but it's not great at everything. It doesn't need to. Shifting into a new center of gravity is something I often talk about. It means making these decisions from these very different, more primal, more raw, more, in my opinion, true places. It's not letting the head and the ego take the way. It's letting the soul and the heart and the intuition guide life throw you into that river of life and it also you have to be present to hear that voice you have to be slow and not honor your natural rhythm so i think by now you've probably got get how you self-source i do want to say it's unique to you you can't really say like how to self-source step one well it's unique to you here's what i do know you have to make space to self-source. You have to get into your body. 
ways I love to get into my body is movement, breath work, meditation, just breathing, just literally three breaths, somatic experiencing. And then you have to be willing to know yourself more. To me, that's curiosity. That's also, that's where my journaling comes in. That's where my relationship with one sacred, safe person, my partner, getting that reflection, hearing his reflection, being coaches really for each other, for our growth. That's what we committed to from the get-go. And then listening to that communication. So if your body is communicating with you and it's sending a clear sign to stop or this or that, that means you have to actually listen. And the head will then get in the way. You can't because of this. You can't because of that. And when you start self-sourcing, the nourishment, the possibility of nourishment or knowing what the heck nourishment even is for you, that's going to open up. You're going to get what nourishment is because you've slowed down. You've gotten a little bit deeper into your body. You started listening to your body. And now you're going to know what actually f- makes you feel full. Also, when you're in that more quiet space into your body, you feel those heart and you feel that intuition more. Those tend to be the places that open up that possibility of nourishment and what nourishment means in a whole different level that's unique to you. So I hope this has helped. I hope you found some a nugget or two to take into your heart and to explore this. I appreciate you listening. For those of you that have made it here to the end with me, I super appreciate it. I also want to let you know, just a little plug here, that I am running around Another round of The Shift. The Shift is a, it's a truly epic, I really say that with all my heart and soul into it. It is a truly epic 10-day journey where I kind of use all of my gifts. So I use that clear, focused, and weight ability to just like break down things into a 10-day journey where we explore, integrate, and shift into deeper vitality which means feeling more alive. And we do it through live, 30 to 45 minute chats for 10 days, along with micro rituals. So not me fixing you, but me opening the door for you, inviting you into deeper spaces in your own everyday life, carving out those spaces, carving out that connection so that you can feel that vitality and begin to feel more self-sourced. It is taught through a little bit through the lens of hormones for women, mostly because sex hormones are our expression of vitality in life. It's one of the expressions of vitality. And so if that sounds of interest to you, we start September 12th. It is currently on early pricing enrollment, and you can head over to soulmidwifejulie.com and check out the shift. All right, everyone, I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening.